0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Title Talk after the Kansas City Chiefs games. I'm sure everyone's hearts are literally still racing. I know me personally, I didn't get to sleep for another three hours after that. And I I can assure you that the man I'm talking to is on Twitter at 3 a.m. talking about snap counts and various matchups and trades. What do you think, Alonzo? (laughs) Were you doing this? Because I can almost promise you were.
1: Um. I mean, you've seen me drunk on Saturday nights tweeting about, like, getting Josh Gordon involved in the screen (laughs) game. If you don't think I was looking up trades and looking up snap counts after last night,
0: you're just horribly mistaken. Yeah, and also, uh, first things first, on this podcast, I said that I wouldn't touch this bet and I would go under. And I actually didn't bet it. And you said over. Good job. You win that one. You win. I said,
1: win. no, no, no. I, I didn't say over. Way over. I said, <laughs> if the game – if the over-under was set at 80, I sent you the DM. I tweeted it. If the over-under was set at 80,
0: <laughs> I would go over. And the game went 83 points. You know, this year in the over-unders, the over is absolutely killing it. So, I'm, I just don't know what to do. Like, I don't – like, it's just a trend that I'm not willing to – I'm not willing to hop on the over-under bandwagons here.
1: I am – willing to hop on the over-under bandwagons for a reason I think we'll talk about later in the podcast, which is what defenses are
0: good. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. I can tell you not the Kansas City Chiefs because – Nope. Also, really quick, another like little betting thing. I I DMed Alonzo before the game. I was like, Josh Gordon's over-under for receiving yards. I can't remember if it was 44 – it was like it was forty 40- something, and he ended up with literally forty two. So what the fuck, Vegas? They were so they were so on point with that one. I didn't take it, by the way, because uh, I think it was I think it was man. under. I, was, I wanted to take the over, and I wanted to take the over on the touchdowns. Figured he'd get a touchdown. He almost did it, and it would have been a geez. ridiculous touchdown too. So like it was, oof. We said last podcast, every first five minutes is going to, number one, be dedicated to Josh. What, what the hell Josh Gordon did? I think he played like 68% of snaps, maybe less. No, 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 no. He played He played more? He played, more. He played yeah, he played more than
1: Hogan. He played more snaps than any receiver other than Edelman. 63 snaps. He played 63 yeah. out of 78 snaps. And the number's a little low kind of artificially because he went out for a few plays after uh, after the pass interference where he kind of hurt his shoulder. And then, you know, sometimes they bring in uh, Patterson or Hogan. He was a number two receiver. It was pretty clear him and Edelman were the top duo, uh, really no matter the personnel package or the situation. I thought it was just super impressive that he – He was on the field in crunch time with two minutes left in the game. Like, the guy got here less than a month ago. You've had veteran receivers time and time again. They can't learn this offense. He's here, and less than a month into his Patriots career, he's playing crunch time. Like, that is incredible.
0: I was told that Josh Gordon wouldn't be able to pick up this offense. That's what I was told. Ah.
1: It's the Twitter geniuses out there. (laughs) They're all over the place.
0: He had nine targets. Edelman had seven. That's yeah, yeah. He's, that should say everything you need. To and know. just wait until that little back shoulder timing route comes by. Woof! It's just, over. just wait until that comes. It by. is <laughs> just over. wait until that one. Brady is looking his My way. God. He's absolutely looking his way every single play. Almost it feels like. Josh, where's Josh it, Gordon? It's... Boom! There he is, back shoulder. <laughs>
1: It's like Brady Brady sees this guy and he sees him in practice and he's like, "Oh, I want to throw to that guy." <laughs> yeah, let's throw to the, like just look at look at that. Guy. Look, look just let's throw to him. Let's throw to him. I mean, Josh, <laughs> throw your, take your shirt off again? Okay, yeah, I'm definitely throwing yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, I'm throwing <laughs> to you. I'm throwing <laughs> to you. Um, no, but even like he said or Michelle Tafoya said before the game that he talked that she talked to Brady and that Brady said to her like that we haven't had a receiver like Josh Gordon in a long time here. And just Brady's throwing that stuff out. Less than he got here mid season. That is, that is more, that is more than eye popping. And this helps his upside and the upside of this offense with him is, I think just on a
0: whole nother level. Yeah, the Patriots offense virtually got football steroids in the form of Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon. Like, they Literally, went from the yes, wor- probably yes. the worst. And Sony Michel being The good. worst offensive <laughs> team in the league to probably the best, if not top three. Yeah.
1: yeah, weapons-wise, I mean, you look at the crunch time that's out there. And before you had Hogan being your number one receiver against Jacksonville, now you look out there, it's just Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan – Rob Gronkowski and James White in crunch time.
0: Just good luck defending that. Yeah, definitely. Josh Gordon adds another wrinkle to the offense. Deep threats. You just name it. He he just takes those little slant plays where he's, he's got the strongest hands. They're so easy. Yep. Like you cannot guard him.
1: Yep, exactly. And even those slant routes from yesterday, like Brady was throwing those to cooks at times last year and not to like shit on cooks because lord knows we've done it on this podcast but cooks wasn't great on those routes he wasn't great getting yards after the catch he kind of alligator armed some slants or he'd catch him and he'd just go down immediately at like brandon lloyd syndrome and with gordon he catches him he takes a big hit and it seems like he gets three or four extra yards every time it's just it's so exciting watching the guy play and On that pass interference, he would like. It reminded me of the um, the Gronk play in Green Bay in 2014, where Gronk's being like tackled to the ground, and he has a touchdown right in his hands. And it's a play that he can only come. He's the only player in the NFL that can come close to making it. And it was the same thing with Gordon on the PI last night, where the guy's dragging him down by his undershirt, and. Gordon has both hands on the ball and was disappointed
0: with himself after he didn't bring it in. It's just – it's absurd. I just want to let you know that whenever whenever Josh Gordon checked himself out of the game, I was like, ah, you know, he's all right. He got the wind knocked out of him pretty much probably, I would say. But then you start scrolling on Twitter and it's like, Josh Gordon's holding his peck. And then people are like, oh, man, he broke his collarbone. <coughs> like, it was so bad for for me, at least, for like I don't know about you. For about two minutes, yeah, for about two that. minutes, I was yeah. there was a commercial break, and I was just like, oh, "Fuck, are you kidding me? We just got <laughs> Josh Gordon, and now he's gonna be out for the fucking year. Fuck this shit." And then he's just he just has his helmet on in like two minutes, and he's fine. Would you guys please stop just like tweeting? Oh my god, Josh Gordon's peck. Like, shut the fuck up, please. Like, if you're not yeah. if you're not pro football <laughs> doc, please just shut up because you're causing me a lot of stress. The Twitter
1: doctors, the fake Twitter doctors are just the worst. Like I thought I'd checked the timeline and I thought it was people at the game, like, Oh no, Josh Gordon. And he went into the tent. And at that point I was pretty nervous. Right. Because you see all the out, like the panic. And then he comes out, he's fine. And he's fine because he's a superhero. I think he's made of steel and that's why nothing happened. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty scared. I was like, "Oh fuck, blue tent, Jesus Christ, tourist pack, fuck. (laughs) Yep. Thank God, the man is alright. And also, another man that made an appearance, he took off his costume, he was tired of the shit, Chris Hogan, proud listener of Title Talk, not taking our shit anymore. Chris Hogan's back. Chris Hogan, bike, what do you think? Chris Hogan,
1: bike in the role that he was always meant to play, the number fifth or sixth option in the offense instead of the third, second, third, it's perfect for him. And look, the guy, he'd been atrocious for the first five weeks of the season. There's no way around it. He wasn't getting separation. He was playing the number one corner on the other team for the first month, and then against Indy, the drop led to the pick. It seemed like Brady was kind of trying to phase him out. I know Evan Laser asked him about it, and Brady sort of avoided the question. But you saw him yesterday, and he's still good at getting open when the defense, for lack of a better word, kind of forgets about him or has to focus on the bigger threats out there. And now I think he's in a role that suits him, and we'll see him continue to emerge. I'm not going to lie, though. I thought he was going to kind of split the role with Phil Dorsett and Dorsett had shown a lot of promise in this offense for the first five weeks of the season. And um, I don't know. I thought I thought we'd see a little bit more of a rotation with the receivers with Gordon growing into a bigger role and Edelman kind of playing 50 snaps like he did against Indy instead of 70, 71, I think, that he played. And dorsett i guess he's gonna get phased out at this point it wouldn't surprise me if he's if he's a healthy scratch for a few games but hogan just him being back and him being back in a role that suits him is huge for the offense and i think it's great for his confidence that he he was actually getting involved in crunch time yesterday
0: huge catch just down the sidelines and the whole thing about you're talking about Hogan getting phased out. From what you can see, if you rewatch the games, it does really look like that because there's times where Hogan is actually open and Brady just doesn't even think about going his way. Which is weird. Yeah. right? You you like, would think it would be the opposite. You'd think H- Hogan exactly. would is the one that has the most rapport with Brady at a field or set Hogan and Patterson, that he would, just, he would just go to Hogan more, but he just didn't.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I mean, I guess now it's McDaniels and it's the coaching staff really committing to him and Brady's going to sort of be forced to go his way on some of those plays. And it's still at the end of the day, it's really the biggest part for him is being in a supporting role and not being the main guy. I think Brady on a lot of those plays, Hogan might be open, but Brady might just assume that, oh, no, he's getting the number. He's getting Xavier Howard. Like, I'm not going to throw to him. So I guess now being back in his normal role should help him as we move forward into the season. And what last night did do, besides it being one of the most exciting wins, I think we can all remember in the regular season for the Patriots, it defined the roles of basically everyone in the offense.
0: Yeah, it was really great to see. I, I thought the way they distributed the snaps between the running backs. You know, James White didn't have to play a, whole, a ton of snaps. Sony Michelle played his little role. You had Gordon playing a bigger role. Edelman. I thought it was really good. And also the offensive line, top five, definitely top five. Or we complain we complained about the running holes in the first couple of games. Now they're just mauling teams. They're straight up mauling teams, yeah. and it's amazing to see.
1: And Sony is. He looks really good. Just legit good. I know they're opening up holes for him and and he's uh, fast.
0: He's really fa- he's really not fast just out him, of the hole.
1: He's just fast. He's fast into the hole. He has great vision.
0: Huh.
1: He finished just great power. He still looks weird in his uniform. <laughs> <laughs> and his face is just kind of creeps me out a little bit under the helmet. But I'm not worried about that making him a bust anymore. He looks legit, and I th- I think it was Pat's pulpit that had a tweet yesterday. It said the Patriots' offense basically went from Danny Amendola to Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks to Josh Gordon, and Dion Lewis to Sony Michelle. And at this point, I think at worst those are lateral moves like we're not getting a steep downgrade from going from Dion to Michelle or going from cooks to Gordon at worst they're lateral moves. And at best, I think Gordon at his, his upside is being an upgrade on cooks. Edelman is, I think we all know he's a better player than Amendola and Michelle has played excellent over the past few weeks. And he can be used a little more than Dion who we had to be a little safe with last year. It's just, it's really exciting. It
0: has as many weapons as any in the NFL. Yeah, by the way, did you see Amendola just get absolutely slammed yesterday? <laughs> I hate to see Love it. Love to see it. No. Oh. <laughs> Danny playoff, no. <laughs> if you just had to pick one picture to define Danny Amendola's regular season career, you, just, you, would, you would just <laughs> use that picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. But it's because he plays so hard. It's because he plays so hard. I'm trying to defend Amendola, even though
0: he's a dolphin. I always love that guy. Yeah, uh, Osweiler actually just really led him into a, a hard, really hard hit. And well, Osweiler learned from who again? From who? Hospital who ball, Peyton Manning. Hospital ben ball. Just, right. Ben Volen just Ben Volen loves it. You just beat a guy. He gets an extra two yards and a concussion. He can go home with brain soup. He just <laughs> loves it. <laughs> yep <laughs> that tweet from Ben Volin was everything come on Brady man. we want Gronk to have brain soup <laughs> we hate it Ben you stupid what? fuck <laughs> oh Ben and- the Chiefs were mauling Gronk last night too man yeah Also, the Pats were also just- mauling Travis Kelsey if you didn't see <laughs> yeah yeah,
1: and good Jesus. Yeah, it looks – teams are still going at Gronk in the same way that uh, Patricia did. And I think that's going to open things up for the rest of the guys. And just at this point, this offense has so many mouths to feed and so many mouths that are
0: worthy enough to get fed. that Tension. <laughs> Tension. <laughs> Tension. Philip Dorsett not getting his targets? Question mark. Attention. Philip Dorsett becoming a locker
1: room cancer would be one of the best turns I think for the 2018
0: Patriots. One of the funnier turns. <laughs> also, something else that happened this game that you hate to see. I'm not sure if the Patriots are gonna have to play Khalil Mack next week. Marcus Cannon gets hurt. I don't. Oh, I don't gosh. even know what happened. Honestly, I just. You know, you got just concussed. rinse, repeat. Marcus Cannon leaving the game and Ladrian Waddle coming in, so this is obviously. I don't. I, don't, I don't, I'm not sure that Cleo Mack will play. Like I said, but the Bears' front is still pretty good. We really need Marcus Cannon. I hope he's. We. We. Yeah. We just really need Marcus Cannon.
1: Yeah, it sucks. It Lombardi. I think they said on the broadcast that he had already had three concussions. Oh. So he, and Lombardi tweeted out that if it's a concussion, it might be the season for Cannon. Oh, man. So I don't know. I'm not very optimistic about seeing him anytime soon. Maybe maybe we get him back after the bye week, which is week 12. What is it? Week 11, week 12 of the bye week? Yeah. I don't know. At some point later on in the season, I'm just not counting on Cannon to be uh, ready to play anytime in the next month, I think. And it sucks, but at the same time, like the Patriots made it to the Super Bowl last year with Adrian Waddle's backup playing right tackle. Now we have Adrian Waddle. So, not the end of the world, in my opinion, by any stretch. Uh, I guess they might catch a break if Mac isn't able to go or if Mac is limited against Chicago. We'll talk about that later in this week. But with Cannon, it sucks, and the one thing I'll say is they don't have the offensive tackle depth thanks to the win injury that they had last year. I mean, now with cannon out, it'll be Cole Croston as a swing tackle and he didn't even make the 53 man roster um, or the initial 53 man roster uh, heading out of the preseason. So it could be a spot where they might look to add be a trade free agency. I don't know, but yeah, Cannon. Not not great. Not good to see um,
0: to see him come out. He'd been playing really well too. No, you really hate to see it. And I think there's there's another offensive tackle on the Patriots roster. I think his name's Eric Smith. Yeah,
1: yeah. They pay, they pay
0: him pretty hefty, so they must they must like him a, a good bit as well.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, he I doesn't guess, play. I just but, assume it'll be crossed. <laughs> right. We don't want. We don't want. That's Smith guy playing, and we don't want Crosston playing. But I just assumed it would be Crosstin as a swing tackle because uh, they called Crosston up before Smith. Maybe that was fear of if they had to call Crosston back down, do you lose him to waivers? Um, do you risk exposing it? But as of now, just because of the experience in the system, I would guess I give Crosston the edge as the swing tackle.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, either way, we just hope none of those guys play. That's just the best case scenario. Exactly. Please, dear God, laser and waddle. Keep your ass in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or we could just clone Trent Brown. We could we could just cut him in half. He's like 8 feet tall. He could probably still play both tackle positions. <laughs> oh, wait! I, I have a better I idea. Am... I have an even better idea. We're just going to have to yeah. change his number, but Dwayne Allen could play right tackle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, actually, yes. He was crucial last night, by the way. Oh,
0: man. Dwayne Allen, couldn't have done it without him. 11 snaps, 43 points. I'm not saying it correlates. I'm just saying it correlates.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was, like, you don't know football if you did not see Dwayne Allen's impact on last night's game.
0: I would just encourage everyone to just pull up all of the snaps that Dwayne Allen played and just watch and just marvel. Over the stuff he does. This is the little stuff. It's just the really little stuff.
1: It's the really little things. Like the really, really, really little things. That's Dwayne he's Allen. He's
0: pretty feisty after, this, after the play's over. Just the, Dwayne Allen's always fighting with someone, if you haven't seen that.
1: He's always fight. He's basically Julian Edelman, except he's not good. Yeah.
0: What do you say if you're a defensive player? You're just like, dude, we don't even have you in the scouting report. We list, we literally listed you as a swing tackle. <laughs> we thought you were reporting eligible
1: every time you came <laughs> on the field.
0: You're absolutely terrible. Maybe Dwayne Allen can play some linebacker. I don't know. Maybe Dwayne Allen could play some safety better than Devin. McCormick. Oh man, I w- actually, we didn't talk about that, but I wrote that down. Now that we're gonna get and start yeah. getting the defense, so. So we'll get into Devin, Devin, Devin. We need to talk, everyone. We need to have a little conversation because we, because yesterday, Rodney Harrison, I don't know if it was yesterday, but he's, he said that uh, he said it to Mike Reese and it appeared in Reese's column. Yeah. He said that basically Devin could, wasn't a cover guy anymore. And he actually said a whole lot about Devin. You should probably read it, but it was, It was just really surprising because, like, for me, when I watch the game, like, you don't see a very – a great – he's not a great back anymore. Like, he's just really not on tight ends. Like, show me the player that you can put Devin McCourty up and, man, and you're like, okay, I feel comfortable with that matchup. Because I don't think you'll find – I don't think you'll find that player. And and also, (laughs) even as a deep safety, his his range has – his range has gone down. Like, he's still good, but he's just not – he's not – Uh, Devin McCourty of three years ago. Nah, you're absolutely right and to be
1: fair like Patrick Chung was always the guy taking people in man coverage like they could, they had flexibility putting Devin down there on tight ends occasionally. I remember specifically them doing that against the Chargers in 2014 uh, a little bit and Devin excelled at it but that wasn't really ever his role. And Chung, for what it's worth, he, like, he does excel in that role. And he's still very good. Devin, we just, we've just we seen it the last two weeks. He's
0: not good in man coverage anymore. What, is it five touchdowns? Or is it four touchdowns Jesus in two Christ. games? <laughs> Either way, man. It's <laughs> pretty, well, Last week, the thing that you saw last week, I know I saw a fair amount, was Chung would jam Ebron at the line of scrimmage and pass him off to Devin. And obviously And Chung would take the back. Yeah. Chung was on Hines. Yeah, and D Mac was getting absolutely roasted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just it's not something you expect to see from D Mac. And I guess it might be just a physical decline, him slowing down a little bit. I don't know. I think at this point though and by the way, yesterday they put him up against Tyreek Hill in the red zone and DMAC on Tyreek Hill is not. That's not going to be favorable for you at any, at any point. Like that's no. It's a bad idea in the first place. But the more the eye opener was Ebron two weeks ago, and even yesterday, DMAC just struggling. He looked a step slow, um, throughout the game. Not his best game. Not his best game. And I think it really, it opens the door to start talking about maybe restructuring his contract next season. He'll be on the team through this season, of course. And he's still a really important part of the team. Uh, Cause they don't have any safeties beyond their top trio until they make a trade. I think they will make, but it's yeah, it's just difficult and they're going to need him to play closer to the Devin McCourty of three years ago than what he's been playing right now, because the safeties are just such an important part of this defense, and especially going against offenses as explosive as Kansas City. And then you're getting Chicago, which has Gabriel and Robertson and Miller, and those guys are just speed demons. It's tough. They're going to need to play better than they have
0: been. Yeah, DMAX cap hit next year 14, mil almost. And it's four, I think it's like four million oh in dead cap if you cut them. But also, I don't want to count a guy's money because there's obviously room for de- you a, asshole. a declining Devin McCourty on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> don't count a man's money. Never count a man's money. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shock you with this next take I have, actually. Okay. Patriots defense, encouraging. Um, okay. Now, in the, in the first half, really good. Patriots defense, really good in the first half, like elite. Pitcher's defense was absolutely elite in the first half. Was it? Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Was it? Are we sure? Yes, it was. No. Yes. Yes, They had
1: guys running wide open down the field. Yeah, you'll have that. Mahomes missed Hill on one – on that first drive where they had the field goal. He missed Kelsey on another. He missed
0: Hunt on high
1: tower, slow tower. He missed Hunt on (laughs) high tower. Which was, it looked like they had Trey Flowers back there on Hunt. Could I just, and it might have looked better. Can I just
0: tell you something? The yeah. the first couple plays, you know, we're getting a feel for the game. The Patriots, well, they just went four and out, I think. Yeah. And well, yeah, and KC gets the ball and immediately starts picking on Hightower. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Here we fucking yeah. go. This is going to be a game where KC targets Hightower. Fifteen times yeah. today, and I was so, dis- I was so. Dis- when he got, we were we were making fun of him actually after the first drive when he almost got that touchdown on Hunt, and then he gets a pick and and, and looks like and he was great the rest attack. of the game. <laughs> yeah, he was he was really good the rest of the game. He get after that pick, he really got going. Yeah,
1: yeah, but still, yeah, it was bad. Like the first drive, it was bad. It looked like they were targeting him. And that's another guy Rodney kind of highlighted as a guy that had lost a step. And I think at this point, it's pretty clear. But really, defense encouraging? I don't know, man. They, yes, I'll think. Like they okay. bent, they bent, 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 and they didn't
0: break, which was great. But yes. yeah. Well, see, I, I, I assume that KC would get their yards within the 20. It's absolutely. Like you can't stop those guys between the twenty. So I figured it would come Fair. down to a red zone game. Ended up under under twenty five yards in the red zone. They went two for seven in the TDs. So they they you know they held them to only two touchdowns out of seven red zone trips. So that was pretty good in my opinion. That's that's <laughs> what they really needed to do. They had the big kickoff return that ended up being a t- touchdown. They had the Brady fumble. Yeah. So I don't think it was that bad. All things considered, it wasn't it wasn't like, God, I, I didn't leave the game thinking the Patriots had the worst defense in the league, which I know a lot of people would say that about KC, but I didn't leave the game thinking the Patriots were terrible by any means. I didn't think they were that bad at all. I
1: didn't think they were that bad, but I just think encouraging is it's a little strong. Like The Chiefs had guys open the whole game, and Mahomes just missed them. And some of that you can attribute to the Patriots were blitzing a lot. They were trying to speed things up for Mahomes, and it worked. And I think a lot of the game plan, it was pretty clear that learned from from the Super Bowl where when the Chiefs got the ball back with three minutes left, or was it that play? Yep. No, 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 no. It was when, when they, the Patriots forced the only punt of the game where J-Mac dropped a pick. And Tyree kill was behind the entire defense. The Patriots blitzed. It was cover zero, or yeah, I think it was cover zero. And at that point, they were just saying, "Look, you're either going to hit a big play, or we're going to sack you or we're going to pick it off, but we're getting the ball back for our offense right now." And that's exactly what they didn't do in the Super Bowl, and I think that just change in approach was pretty encouraging. But the overall level of play from the defense, the Chiefs were getting yards whenever they wanted to get yards, uh, except when they threw it to Sammy Watkins.
0: He was really scary. Sammy Watkins? He was really scary that game. He looked like a ghost. (laughs) He looked like Chris Hogan. I think they swapped places. Yeah, exactly.
1: Gilmore, best defensive player on the Patriots. Yes, no? Gilmore?
0: Yeah. Yes. Or Trey? Eh. Gilmore better. Gilmore Gilmore better? Gilmore better. All right.
1: Fair. Yeah.
0: Gilmore's a stud.
1: Either way, those two are the top two now, and that's not even nope. a debate anymore. But anyways, I just – I thought that Kansas City had more opportunities to move the ball. I think ultimately their 40 points – we're a pretty accurate representation of how many guys like with the missed opportunities from the first half. And I guess it's sort of, they got them back in the second half with the Brady fumble uh, with the kick return. 40 points is right around where they should have been, but the Patriots controlling time of possession and winning the game with their offense is that's what really encouraged me where they can do that. And even if the defense is going to be the liability of this team when it comes to playing a high-powered offense in the playoffs, the Patriots offense can still say, all right, we're going to control this game. We're going to put it in Brady's hands, and that's how we're going to win this game. That's what encouraged me the most, that they don't need to be that much better than last year's defense to
0: win against an elite team. Yeah, for sure, and, and that's kind of what I meant. You know, they at least made plays, whereas last year's team did not make plays, was not risky, did not blitz, and it was a, yep. it was a lot. You know, I was just waiting for the typical Patrick Mahomes ten ten plays, eighty yards, touchdown. Patriots get the ball back with like thirty seconds and lose the game. I was just ready. I was ready for yep. that, and I'm glad that they played yep. aggressive in the way that you did. And that's the immediate thought, immediate thought I had after, and what we talked about after, how it was just the opposite of the Eagles Super Bowl. Like, that's what the Eagles Super Bowl should have looked like. It was this exactly. Yep. We love yep. it. Brian Flores, you're the goat, man.
1: Yeah. No, but that really was just the shift in philosophies. I think it was never more on display than yesterday. The Chiefs scored 40 points, and I think they had the ball for 23 minutes. You compared it to the Eagles game and the Eagles had the ball for thirty six minutes. It's just it's completely different and the control of the game, it just it never slipped out of the Patriots' hands. I was I'm gonna be honest, I was never really nervous. No the ball was always coming back.
0: No, I was it was Yep. I was not either. Yeah. I was actually I was trying to live bet the game as soon as Casey had the ball because I knew the Patriots get the ball back and win. And those cowards in my book, he wouldn't set a fucking line. You cowards. You absolute cowards. Yeah. We hate it. Also, uh, Patriots, I think, have three or four <laughs> 40-point games since 2013, all of them Andy Reid offenses. Doug Peterson. Yeah, it's been four.
1: It's, it's four since 2014, I think. And one of them was the Eagles Super Bowl.
0: The other three were Andy Reid. Andy Reid's biggest rivalry in sports. Belichick, Andy Reid offense. Man, Andy Reid's good. Andy Reid is so good. Pat Mahomes is so good.
1: Tyreek Kill is so good. Those guys... I don't want any part of them in the playoffs. None. I don't care where we're playing.
0: Yeah, I'm, I, I don't really care. Their <laughs> defense is horrible. I'll play the KC Chiefs anywhere. When's the last time they won a playoff game?
1: All right, that's fair. That's fair. But at the same time, our defense cannot stop. Like It would be a game exactly like this one again. Very true. Where it's just fifty fifty, who has the ball at the
0: end, that team's winning the game. Yep. And that's what that's what I'm gonna love. We're gonna love to see it. Casey's gonna absolutely just they're just gonna absolutely fall in the playoffs. Gonna love to see it. Also, P- I mean, also Pittsburgh sucks. Just gonna let you know that right now. Pittsburgh sucks. Looking big picture. Pittsburgh sucks bad. The Bengals are meh. Nah. And then you have the Chiefs.
1: The Ravens, the Chargers, the Chargers, nah. Chargers might be the second best team in the AFC.
0: No, maybe. Nope. Eh. That cowboy eleven kid having merchant.
1: <laughs> that guy. No, but like they, when they get Bosa back, that secondary starts playing better. They're four and two now. Every year they start out and they suck to start every year. And now this time, like this year, they actually have a, a good record and they're in a good spot. Chargers Chargers kind of scare me.
0: Yeah. I fear nothing except for Josh Gordon.
1: Josh Gordon and you one-on-one in an alley? I'm running. You're running? He's going to catch you in 2.8 <laughs> 2. seconds. That's
0: his actual 40 times, <laughs> by the way. That's his actual 40 time. <laughs> Can you back here, coward? <laughs> also, you said you want. you said you had some trades, and I would just like to preface this with like the Patriots have I think they are actually like paying business to, like be able to play football because that's how under the cap they are. So let's hear it, Alonzo.
1: <laughs> All right. Carl Joseph was reported yesterday as being available. And the Raiders have almost just not used him this year and they've used him very poorly since he's gotten to Oakland. The Patriots even with McCourty and even if McCourty Harmon and Chung were playing well I think we could all see the need for another safety because right now fourth they always use three safeties and their fourth safety right now is maybe Nate Ebner, maybe J-Mac, maybe Eric Rowe, like who the hell knows and Joseph I think would come in, he'd give them a a good presence in the run game is a safety. He's not expensive. It makes sense. It makes sense for both sides. Um, it's a classic Belichick trading for high pedigree guy who hasn't worked out. They'll get two years of Joseph on his rookie deal. I just think that's a move you make a hundred times out of a hundred just to see what you can get out of the guy. Because like really Lewis Riddick and other really smart analysts loved them before the draft. And he's had to deal with scheme changes and Del Rio. Now Gruden's inept and he's a guy I think has some upside. That's one guy I'd look at. I think Hassan Reddick in Arizona, we already talked about him, but he'd add some athleticism to the second level of the defense, which is still sorely needed. Um, and again, that's a guy you would control for the next two and a half years at really just cheap rates. So financially, there's, no, there's nothing that inhibits them from making a move like that. Um, but really the case I wanted to make is trading for an offensive player, not instead of a defensive player, but if a guy like, let's say Golden Tate, going back to that one, comes available, and the Patriots have an opportunity to get them. Like we just said, the Patriots are going to need to win games in the playoffs with their offense. And that, like, acquiring Carl Joseph or acquiring Hassan Reddick to play a niche role on defense, that's not going to change that. So if they can make any deal that will improve their offense significantly, like let's say Oakland it, this depends how you feel about Amari Cooper, right? And I'm not too high on him. But let's say Belichick loves Amari Cooper. And Gruden calls and he says, yeah, man, give us Dwayne Allen and X, an X round draft pick. Like, I'm still doing that. As marginally as it upgrades the offense, any upgrades this offense can get, I'll take them. Because that's going to be how they ultimately have to win games. And if they want to win the Super Bowl, it's going to be on the
0: strength of their offense. I'll tell you what, man. Give me Dwayne (laughs) Allen all day long. That guy's a football player, man. That guy, Jared Cook, man. I'll tell you what. This Brian Hoyer, he can win football games, (laughs) man. Hey, I have the
1: Brian Hoyer for Derek Carr in a vacuum. (laughs) I take (laughs) I take Hoyer.
0: Yeah, please give me Hoyer. Also, I have I have the Carl Joseph scouting report because I watch a lot of Carl Joseph games. So Belichick needs to oh, call me. True. He's kind he's true. kind of small, but he's like, I thought he had pretty good ball instincts in college. Like he could he could cover decently. He's not someone <laughs> you want deep in like Devin McCourty, even though he's kind of not very good at that anymore but he's he like you just said he's kind of a big hitter you know he's like a pat chung but just a little slower and probably a little bit more physical than pat chung
1: yeah just get the
0: guy good player though me. i think he's a good player like my
1: argument for it is basically they haven't known how to use him in oakland he's a first round he's extremely high pedigree um The smart analysts all love them. I'm not going to sit here and say I've watched every snap of Carl Joseph in college and in the NFL. Like, no, but the guy, he's just the type of player that the Patriots have liked to take risks on in trades in the past, what, five years? So you identify the player. He's at a position where they could use another body. It makes sense. It makes sense, and if it doesn't work – the compensation will probably not be all that steep, I think.
0: Yeah, also Amari Cooper definitely better than Philip Dorset. Like we know that.
1: He's better than Philip Dorset and
0: he's probably he's better than Chris Hogan. And look like like his peak <sighs> his peak is higher than everyone but Edelman and Gordon. Right, I'll, assuming that exactly. he's catching balls that come towards his hands, which yeah, has, that's been an, that's been an issue for him. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't been that bad this year. I mean, I'm not I'm not super low on Amari Cooper. I think he's a I think he's a decent player. I don't think he's I don't think he's that bad. I just think he has he had some bad hands. His quarterback's kind of meh. Like I think he would do right. I think he would do well with Brady, and he's really cheap. And the Patriots kind of need. I, is this his fifth year option next year? next year is his fifth year. Option. So you would have they to... could get them, they could get them, rent them and trade them. And then trade them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, before that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like there's just no harm in um in upgrading the offense because that's the offense is going to be what wins you the Super Bowl if you're going to win the Super Bowl. So why not just go
0: all in on that? Build on your strengths, as they say. It is actually like mind-blowing to see how bad defenses are. It's, it's wild, right? Like what, what exactly happened in the offseason? I know last year, RPO completion percentage was, that, was at like 70 percent, which is very, very wild. And you see completion percentage throughout the league, which is already super high. Like what is going on? Like our offense is just that much better.
1: I think they are. I think it might be the rules. I think it might be the offensive schemes. Yeah, but what? Else?
0: Nothing really changed besides the, the quarterback rule, right?
1: Well, the helmet rule, but that's not really being called. Now you're right. I don't. I don't know, man. I think that it is the schemes, and I think the defenses this year just are not caught up to it. And I, I don't really have a great explanation for it. That's the truth. But what I do know is you look around the league and even teams that are supposed to have good defenses, their defenses stink. Yeah. Like the Rams, the Rams, I remember on Twitter, we, like, I kind of got in, didn't really get into it, but someone asked me to name the good players on the Rams defense and they have good players, but their defense sucks. They don't play well. The Vikings, their defense is just, they have good players. They're not playing well even the patriots right you look at the defense on paper you look at the names they should be a lot better or not the chiefs that's another story like their best cornerback is their slot corner and they have one pass rusher but and no linebackers but still the defense is just everywhere like if you play the ravens this week who might or well yeah we're playing the bears we're playing the bears and i have no concerns about the offense being able to hang thirty on the Bears and the Bears were maybe the best
0: defense in the NFL. If you look at what happened to Jacksonville in Dallas, they got absolutely lit up by Dak fucking Prescott. Just and Cole fucking up. Beasley. They got lit up. Just yep. lit up. Oh I, I don't know if you saw speaking to trades, Ryan Switzer balling out. Is he? He's balling out. What did he do yesterday? I don't know. He had one catch that was pretty close to the first yard line and Mike Tomlin challenged. <laughs> I was there for that. Saw it. Nice. Ryan Switzer, good for the brand. I'd rather have Josh Gordon, though.
1: I, liked <laughs> how that, I like how that
0: turned out. So, wait. The, the, Steelers, the, the Steelers played slightly less for Ryan Switzer than Josh Gordon. You just hate to see that.
1: <laughs> the Steelers so- gave up a fifth for Ryan Switzer in a sixth. The Patriots oh. gave up a fifth for Josh Gordon in a seventh. Hate to see
0: it. Hate Hate to see it. You know, I was thinking, like, Josh Gordon's going to be an art, a restricted free agent <laughs> after this year. Looking at – kind of looking ahead, like, the Patriots are going to have to tender him, right? Yeah, second-round tender. Yeah, second – yeah. That's no what doubt. I figured they would do, too. Second-round tender. Don't think twice about it.
1: It's a second-round tender, and I think they can just original-round tender – which is cheaper. I'm not totally sure, but if they go original round tender, Gordon was drafted in the second round of the supplemental draft and they could get even a second round tender at a discount.
0: No brainer. Yep. No brainer. No brainer. I'm seeing a
1: picture of Brady um, head bumping with Josh Gordon before the game. You love to see it. You love to see it. (laughs) Josh Gordon is a patriot, man.
0: I know it's it's just wild. Like you just think about it. Josh Gordon's a patriot. Like Josh I went to bed Saturday and I was just like, holy shit, Josh Gordon is a patriot. Yeah, I saw your tweets at three (laughs) AM I think we both have issues. Like I'll just wake up and be like, fuck. I remember that one play. (laughs) I wonder if I wonder if the Patriots will start using Chung as a linebacker on third downs.
1: Yeah. Actually Marquis flowers available again.
0: Yes, I'll take Marquis flowers. Yes, please. Yes. Marquise flowers. Who are we cutting? Gino Grissom, please. Please. Actually, I just don't know, like I... Gino Grissom on my roster. Gino Grissom sucks. I didn't see who's inactive? I didn't see the inactives list. I missed that. Grissom was inactive. Grissom inactive. Mm-hmm. JC J. Jackson was inactive. Mm-hmm. Not cutting JC Jackson obviously, but John Simon
1: Keontae oh, Davis, John Simon hurt. Still, John Simon shoulder, yeah, hurt. Malcolm oh, Brown yeah. knee. Malcolm Brown,
0: huh. yeah, yep. I'm. Did you notice Malcolm Brown was out yesterday? I I knew it, but I didn't notice. Okay,
1: <laughs> that's the point. I, knew it,
0: but I did not notice. Nope.
1: Yeah, if <laughs> not I had not told you, if I had not told you that Malcolm Brown was out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know. I would have never, I would have never known. I was, I was not even, I wasn't even, this is one of those games where I, I usually like watching the, the defensive line, but this is just not one of those games. Like I was, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was, I was ball watching the whole game. Yeah, for sure. Yet, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I, I I wasn't like, like I could pro, I don't even, I can't even think of, I think I remember one play where the all out blitz and I think, Mahomes missed a play to Kelsey where he beat Chung. That's the only time I watched the line because everyone was at the line and it was Blitz. And every other time I'm like, oh, God, where's Tyreek Hill? Who's lined up against him? Where's Kareem Hunt? (laughs) By the way, Kareem Uh, Hunt, just pencil Kareem Hunt in for his second deal to be with the Patriots. mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Like, like, is there name a better running back in the league than Kareem Hunt when he plays the Patriots I think he averages over 100 yards receiving against the Patriots he 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 averages over
1: 100 yards receiving he must average
0: he averaged 20 Uh, yards a catch yesterday he's a (laughs) running back by the way great twin telepathy yesterday J-Mac and D-Mac on that Kareem Hunt touchdown poor poor (laughs) poor you know the whole game the whole game the and the day before this when i was watching pats colts I, I i can't remember who said it but someone said something about jason and Devin can read each other's body language in the secondary and it really helps them so i was i was just looking to see if they would just look at each other it was belichick
1: oh belichick
0: <laughs> yeah so i was looking to see if they would just look at each other and during this game that's all i thought about was they're looking at each other, twin telepathy, and it's actually not true. Belichick, they don't have twin telepathy. We we didn't get what we yeah. paid for here.
1: <laughs> By the way, we paid nothing. We paid <laughs> nothing for J Mac, though. To be fair,
0: yeah, no, J Mac's been really good. That's not what I meant. I meant we paid for. T- yeah. We thought we were getting twin telepathy, and we did not get that. We did not get twin telepathy. No, you know what we hate to see is our dad Pat's SB forty nine saying that, <laughs> telling me that. If Devin McCourty doesn't restructure, that's the Browns' problem. That'll be the Browns' problem. <laughs> <laughs> Just exchanging McCourty's. would love to see it. Do you think Jason goes with him? No. Me no, not me. back to
1: Cleveland. Me have you Devin seen Jason, out. how happy he is? Have you seen Jason, how happy he is after every win? He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's probably I have
0: forgotten how this feels. <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome. By the way, I remember when we were worried about Jason getting cut. Well, you know what? I I think we were right about that. He talked about he didn't. He wasn't sure if he was going to make the team, and he played well into the fourth. Same with Derek Rivers. Like Derek Rivers was the comeback player of the year for some Patriots fans, and this is the first. I I don't. I didn't even notice him. Yes, like I know he played, but did did he play? He played. It was bizarre.
1: He subbed in for Hightower. And the the Patriots like rotated Derek Rivers for Hightower and Eric Rowe for John Jones right um, in the fourth quarter in the in the Chiefs only long touchdown drive, I think, or maybe after the Brady fumble. I'm not sure, but they rotated them at a really weird time.
0: Huh? Yeah, Derek. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Derek Rivers needs to stand up a little bit. Derek Rivers, at uh, I don't know if he's good. Like I've seriously, I have no idea if he's good. I've never seen him play. I saw him tear his ACL. I was there. He's right in front of me. So I can tell you that he did tear his ACL. So I don't know if, okay. I don't know if we can say if he's good at that or not, but he did do that. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> Alright, Alonzo. Any other things we need to clean up from Twitter? I know I've been harassing Casey fans all day because God Casey fans were the worst. Uh, do we need to clear anything up from Twitter?
1: You know, there's always stuff to clear up on Twitter.
0: People are always idiots. That'll never change. And just know, if you're listening to this podcast, the only reason that we have NFL after our name is because we're way smarter than you. Just, just know that. That's, exactly. That was the that was the <laughs> mindset whenever the names were changed. It was. Yep. We are way smarter than you guys. Definitely.
1: Yep. It's Actually, Alonzo knows more about the NFL than you.
0: Alonzo, yeah, I don't know. I can't – yeah, knows – I don't know. I can't think of a good acronym. Anyway, yesterday <laughs> I, t- I tweeted that about a horror story, Devin McCourty's cap number for next year. And some guy <laughs> quote tweeted me and said, I hate millennials. The cap – and he was just saying uh, the cap is fluid, blah, 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 like lecturing me on the cap. Like, I um... hate millennials, and then like... he was like, "I hate millennials, you guys are the worst and I was like, Really? you think I've never gone down this avenue <laughs> of thinking about whether what whether you can change a player's cat number, like are you kidding me? like well, there's this cat number, there it is. No, I'm just saying it's a horror story, and, you need, and it probably needs to be changed I hate millennials it's because you you're a millennial, stupid millennials you're so stupid, easily the smartest generation of all time. you're so stupid <laughs> Wait Alonzo isn't a millennial are you what am i are you a millennial you're like generation Z know, or something man. stupid like that yeah millennia, I am millennials own you by the way nineteen ninety nine owned owned by millennials you're not a millennial I guess I should be proud then <laughs> according to this guy you're a millennial oh man you've gotten yeah. got, you gotten know, you you know nothing i know you have to be more educated than you ever were. We're basically cyborgs because we have a phone attached to us, so we have information instantly, making us exactly. a cyborg. So, you know, we're just not very smart. We just have information everywhere and want the best of things everywhere. We're just not very smart. We just don't know. Devin McCourty's number is solidified. Dwayne Allen's number. If if Dwayne Allen still Allen's, making three point eight million dollars. If, this if year. it ever changes, it's going to be in my bio, folks. If you just want to know and you get curious, like. <laughs> Like, I know people would get curious and click on Pat's cap and just want to know what the cap hit is of everyone. Like, just go click on my bio. Like, if it changes, it'll always be there. Like, right now
1: it says 3.8 million. Yep. You should make it like the exact number like <laughs> 3,803,201. Al- Whatever those actual numbers.
0: <laughs> Dwayne Allen's cap
1: hit, too damn high. Or <laughs> no. Dwayne <laughs> Allen snaps played Sunday.
0: Yeah. Dwayne Allen snap played last week. Dwayne Allen's uh snaps for game per game check. Snaps per game check. Oh god. Snaps per play per snap money per snaps. We should ratio. have a Dwayne Allen analytics Twitter page. <laughs> I, I, Which is I, I promised I was going to do a sports talk Joe Dwayne Allen video and I'll, I'm I'll, I I'm still waiting I, for I it. I tried. Still waiting. I tried. I tried. I did it. And I cropped the videos, so but I can't figure out how to combine them and then narrate myself over them. So once I figure it out, I'll be I'll be releasing this. And by the way, I, Sports Talk Joe giving Tom Brady credit yesterday. <laughs> easy pass. Wow, no one could make that pass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> gave yeah. him gave him credit. I got a. Gotta say, Sports Talk Joe, I still hate him, but gave gave Brady some credit. I'm rewatching this game condensed right now as we're talking. Mahomes
0: has missed like three wide open receivers in the first two drives. Love to see it, Mahomes. Freaking frog! You thought we, you really thought we were gonna get beat by a frog? People who listen to pick kids of Pats, you thought a frog was gonna beat the Patriots? Just listen yeah. to Mahomes. Alex Smith better. Alex Smith is better. Holy shit. Oh. Oh. Love to see it. Chew on that. By the way, Andy Reed, I bet the I bet I made this prop bet and it was will Andy Reed fall over in a diabetic coma. And it was plus 2, 2500. I took it. <laughs> Lost. <laughs> Spent some serious cash on it. <laughs> was really hoping for someone to sneak him a Twinkie during the game and him just kill over. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, ass. I love Andy. I love Andy Reid. I really do. I love Andy Reid. He's the man. Andy Reid. Eddie, man. <laughs> Andy Reid, he produces the like the most September champions of all time. September and October really are owned by Andy Reid. Yeah. Are we worried about Gronk or no? Gronk? Yeah. What do you mean?
1: I don't know. Didn't do much yesterday before the big play. No. Nah, Hasn't. Yeah. Other than SP 49 Twitter Daddy SP 49 talking about how he can't get open.
0: I told you this, Alonzo. I Told you this.
1: I told you uh, this. Nah. I told I'm you- just asking because I'm watching this game, like I said, condensed. And um, the Chiefs are putting – they are treating him like the Patriots treated Kelsey.
0: Yeah, and also, what's that dude's name? Ron Parker, the used car sale they put on Gronk? That was horrendous. (laughs) That was horrendous. That would be like the Patriots saying, all right, Travis Kelsey, here we come with – No, 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 no. No,
1: I have a better one. It would be like the Patriots putting Jordan Richards on Zach Ertz in a Super Bowl.
0: There's no way they'd do that. That'd be stupid. That would be so. Stupid. <laughs> Belichick would never. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, uh, I, I thought Gronk looked. I thought Gronk looked pretty well. I mean, he was facing Ron Parker for those couple snaps, but not gonna belabor the Gronk is not Gronk of twenty fourteen because he's not. Okay.
1: He's not. Yeah, no. Gronk in the running game, he looked like
0: Dwayne Allen out there. That's a good thing. Yeah, Gronk is. Yeah, Gronk is. I think he's actually gotten better in the running game as he's gotten older. Yeah, he's got weird. This is weird, right? He's just a bro man. He's all about the blocking, man. He's got. I can actually attribute to Dwayne Allen because he's never been (laughs) so good as to when Dwayne Allen's been here. So it's probably rubbing off on him. It's the Dwayne Allen effect. Bill's probably in practice saying, "Come on, Rob. You see this block Dwayne just made." He never made that block. <laughs> they in the film room. There's yeah. in the film room. You see this Gronk? Jesus, that's textbook. You've never done this. <laughs> like that's, that story that we always tell about Tom Brady throwing that. I think it's – is it a seam route that Belichick told him he always throws that pick? He's thrown – he tells him he's thrown whatever many interceptions in his career, and 90% of them are from that exact route. And it's like I think it's a seam some kind of seam route. Love to see it. Love I think it's the prayer. It's the prayer yep. that Brady throws. You can, you know when it's coming too. When yeah. he just locks up, locks him. Load, you're like, oh fuck, here comes an interception. Here we go. Unless it it's Josh Gordon. Exactly. It happened with Dorsett in the in the Detroit game. Yeah, for sure. But also, were you, when Kelsey <sighs> had that first catch, were you on pins and needles? You thought Kelsey was going to dominate? Look pretty good. No.
1: Oh no. Not scared. No. No, they had Hightower on Kelsey. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> that's the result you're gonna that's get. result you're Yep, that's
0: the result you're gonna get. Yep, you're gonna get. <laughs> you thought that was a good idea, putting Hightower on the best tight end in the game. Shame on you.
1: Oh, <laughs> you see Edelman's block. You see Edelman's block.
0: Yeah, yeah. That is how come? How come when the best tight end? The how, game? how come when Travis Kelsey makes a good block, no one talks about it?
1: Why? Because it, he's never made a good block. That's a lie. In his career. Never. Ask Ninkovich. Ask Ninkovich. <laughs> okay,
0: Rob Nikovich.
1: Ask Belichick. You know what? Ask Belichick. You know did you hear what Belichick said when they asked him about Kelsey's blocking?
0: what did he say? It was excellent. He said Bryson and no, 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 it was no, no, pretty
1: no. good? No, no, no. He said, Well, Kelsey can take some people out of the out of the running game just by running a route. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about RPOs and you know. Kelsey runs a route, a guy goes with him. That's hey. when they asked about Kelsey's blocking.
0: Well, you know what? That's just what you got to do. You're so good in one part of the game that you don't have to be so good in the other. Now, I thought, I thought, I did think Gronk looked good. And I thought that, I actually thought that the Patriots would, uh, the Patriots would pay a little bit more attention to Kelsey. He had six sketches. I didn't think he would get nearly that many. But they just gave him, they gave him some free releases. That was really shocking me. I thought the Patriots would really try to clamp down on Kelsey.
1: They did. <clears throat> they did. They were doubling him the whole game. Kelsey got a couple just by formation. Kelsey got a couple just by formation, but they were – like, if you watch in the red zone, they had –
0: Yeah, in the red zone, they were definitely mauling him. Definitely, for sure. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. They had Hightower jamming him at the line all day. They were really focused on Kelsey. Um, Have you seen that John
0: Jones play where Kelsey's in the end zone and John Jones just just, just grabs him and Kelsey's running with John Jones? right in front of him. Love to see it. (laughs) Crafty move, John Jones. Good job. Also, I said John Jones on Kelsey. I like that. We like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. John Jones would get absolutely... I have a
0: question. Obliterated by Gronk, but sure. Question. Mm -hmm. Let's say Duke Dawson comes back from IR. and Who? Alonzo? Who?
1: (laughs) Duke. Who?
0: (laughs) Let's say the hypothetical. What is that? (laughs) Let's say that Duke Dawson. I don't know if you... You probably don't know. You haven't heard of him yet. He's pretty good. I was having such a good day. I was having such a good day. (laughs) Let's say he comes back from IR and he plays the slot better than we think. Do you think there's like any shot John Jones could play free safety? I'm not going to lie
1: and say I hadn't thought about that. Do it. Do it now. I was thinking more along the lines of Duke Dawson playing a little bit of safety than John Jones playing safety. Because they're not moving John Jones from the slot now. John Jones has been great in the slot all year. So yeah, I just sure. I I was wondering I could he,
0: maybe he could play some free safety in a pinch. John Jones has the speed to do it. I just
1: think that if they're gonna try a corner there, if they're, I
0: think it would just be Dawson, and Dawson has experience doing it in college too. Oh, you didn't know him when I was talking about Duke Dawson, but now you're now you've scouted Doc, Duke Dawson. You know what's going on. Hey, now.
1: I read like two scouting reports after he got drafted.
0: Okay, <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> give it a rest <laughs> <laughs> i did my homework <laughs> i saw a youtube video that's my favorite that's my favorite part about uh, nfl twitter is like they, they just watch the they watch the highlights like the t- yeah. the 10 minute highlight they do like wow he's so good <laughs> there's like no 50, but like 50 minutes with of draft highlights. picks you just have to read about them yeah For sure.
1: Like, read smart people about him. And with Dawson, I do remember, like, he'd played everywhere in the secondary for Florida. I think that really appealed to the Pats when they took him. It actually wouldn't surprise me if that's their move. Bring Dawson back and just try him in a bunch of different spots. Yeah, for sure. I'm
0: glad he reminded me that Duke Dawson existed. Yeah, good to know, everyone. Also, something that we – I don't know if we knew because I know I didn't know. I'm obsessed with injuries. I didn't know that Juwan Bentley tore his biceps. Like I had assumed he tore his pecker biceps, but it wasn't. It didn't. Yeah. I I don't know. Did I miss it the day where Juwan, it was announced Juwan Bentley tore his biceps? Because I heard someone someone talking yeah. about it. Reese, Reese put it in his notes from last week. I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was very weird that
1: we didn't hear about that. Yeah, I don't know what Burkhead's injury is either.
0: I th- I'm pretty sure he's coming back this year. Oh, I heard he has a scrape on his knee. He'll be back in four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to they're gonna have to put a My Little Pony bandage over it. They're going to have to treat Burkhead like it's, the running back version of Amendola. You know who Rex Burkhead is? Who? You know who he is? Everyone, if mm. you're listening, you've, you've watched this Madden video, Rex Burkhead is Glass Bones Greg. You know who Glass Bones Greg is? I have no idea what we're Are talking about. Are you kidding about. me? Everyone just laughed out loud but knows who Glassbones Greg is. Glassbones <laughs> no. Greg, every year this guy gets on Madden and, and gets with the Packers, gives gets a running back, creates the running back, makes him as small as he possibly can, puts his <laughs> speed, like everything related to speed as high as it can, and then he puts his injury to zero and plays the game oh. and see how long see how long he plays before he gets hurt. <laughs> like some years it'll be two plays and he's out. And some years he plays to the third quarter. <laughs> That's Rex Burkhead I have to look this up Glassbones Bones Greg Glass Bones <laughs> Glass Bones Greg How long can he last <laughs> That's definitely Rex Burkhead Glass Bones Greg He's white just like Rex Burkhead Yeah <laughs> Yeah you guys definitely If I swear to god If at least one person didn't listen to this and laugh Like you shame, shame on your family, guys. Just shame on your whole entire family. You have brought.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at the glass bones, Greg, right now. They gave him a they gave him a
0: neck roll. Yeah, they, like he's super fast. Like he's he just blows by people, and then then he gets tackled once, and he breaks his collarbone every single year. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. You really hate to see it when he lasts a long time because the video is like ten minutes long.
1: <laughs> There's one that's three minutes and fifty four seconds long.
0: <laughs> I especially like it when Glassburn Greg, like gets hurt, but like he's a medium risk to re-injure himself, so he reinserts him into the game, then he like breaks his leg. <laughs> Love to see it. Everyone watch Glassbones Greg. That's Wrecked Burkhead. Uh, <laughs> I'm never going to be
1: able to look at Burkhead the same way. Yeah, you are. You're going you're gonna, to gonna imagine the Greg.
0: That's Burkhead's scouting report, Glassbones Greg. <laughs> All right, yeah. Alonzo. So happy we won. We love it. Uh, really extremely mad that my bookie was just really cowardice and didn't put up the live lines whenever I wanted to just – Go on and on the Pats at the end of the game. Nicklas Greg just got hurt. <laughs> it's only been thirty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> he just got hurt. He lasted two plays. <laughs> yeah, told you. Yep. love to see it. <laughs> Torn quadricep. <laughs> Except for his his injuries are usually pretty severe. Like with Rex Burkhead, it's like shin splints, out for the year. Uh, <laughs> wow. Culture. All right. You're extremely cultured now. Huh? <laughs> this is American culture. We no, create no. players on that and we wait to see how long they're they are until they're hurt. <laughs> love to see it. Yep. Lonzo, thanks for coming on, and I'm sure we'll be back to preview Bears Week and Slow Pitch Mitch. You're gonna love to see it. Slow pitch Mitch. I will be at that game, and we will see you next week. All right, buddy. We'll see you later, man. Next later in the week. Bye. <laughs>